Well, we're back again with another edition of the Let's Go Eat show. Hi, I'm Bill Allred, and uh, we're uh, recording once again at The Daily, 222 South Main in downtown Salt Lake, where you can come and have sandwiches and delicious coffee. I'm having delicious coffee right now. Mm. And I always offer... I tried coffee. I'm chewing on a piece of ice. Uh, I always offer to uh, provide my guest with a sandwich or coffee or whatever. But my guest this week, who has last week, Caleb Perry, said, no, I'm good. Right? Yeah, I'm good. Okay, you're good. So I'm. I, thank, thank you, though. Thank well, you. Well, sure, and thank I, you, it, you know, but and I'm. It's it's good too because then I don't have to pay, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm happy to not have to pay. Uh, Dick Clark here producing the show as well, and again, I just want to thank Ryan Louder who owns the Daily along with the Copper Onion, the Copper Kitchen. Uh, he's a great chef, and the, his places are great. He really knows how to do food. So, uh, but when we left last week, we were going to talk about Caleb being the. Oh, I lost it, Dick. You find that. Uh, became, became he's the impresario of uh, the Ziegfeld Theater in in Ogden, where I am doing a play, uh, the Rocky Horror Show, and I want to talk about that theater specifically more. But uh, so I said, let's look up and get the exact definition of impresario. And Dick handed me this on his phone. He Googled impresario. <laughs> Proprietero o directivo de una empresa, pequeño empresario, los empresarios. How am I doing? You speak Spanish. Ay, que rico. Mm. Uh, he went, where'd you go on your mission? Argentina. Argentina. Yep. Uh, con los representantes de los trabajadores, es empresario de hostería en dos locales de moda. Yep. Got it. What the hell is that? Nailed it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Okay. Well, here, this is, I looked up impresario. That was E-M. This is I-M. Empresario. This is what I thought it was, and that's why I want to, I think you should be called the impresario. It is a person who organizes, finances, concerts, plays, or operas, the manager of a musical, theatrical, or operatic company. And I always... Uh, picture the impresario as being the big, you know, the big guy. He always wears a tuxedo, yep, and he says, yep. "Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to my show tonight." And I love it. You know, he, so that's you. I think I I think I am going to change my business cards, Bill. That's that's I am P R E. Sorry, I am as an impress. He's impress. his job is to do something that will impress you. Yes, the impresario. <laughs> Although, see, the the definition in Spanish means that you are the boss. Cause well, it, yeah, you know, it means basically the owner of a business so mm-hmm. you've got both yeah you well, impress you as the boss yeah oh, mm-hmm. i'm an impress empresario yeah you are you are the boss and you, you you gotta so and you are the boss along with your wife uh of the Ziegfeld theater company yes. uh now in ogden and you've been going for seven years and and just keep going and i would assume uh getting better and more financially sound as you go along yes yeah um you know we're uh we're a Nonprofit theater, um, as well. All theaters should be. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, we tried. So, so that means you have a, a subscription base. You you have people who. Yeah, yeah, and we have, uh, you know, we have the ability to give tax breaks for people who give us money. Donors and yeah. things. Yeah, yeah, we're a five hundred one c three, but. Uh, 
But yeah, and in fact, uh, if I may plug my, uh, we've got a big fundraiser coming up, ah. uh, December third. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's Giving Tuesday, um, and so. Uh, what do you do at, uh, at that? You know, we're really excited. We're we're making a big splash into the Ogden community this year, um, and we've got the Monarch, which is downtown. I don't know if you've heard about the Monarch, mm-hmm. um, but it's a it's a new uh, venue mm-hmm. for artists, and then they also have a big reception center as well. Mm-hmm. Um, it used to be an old car garage where you would park your car there. It's right behind the. Uh, I think it's right behind the Bigelow or the, the Ben Lomond. Um, ben Lomond Hotel. The, yeah. the Bigelow, yeah. And so you'd come in, you'd park your car there for the night, and then you'd stay over while someone serviced your vehicle. Um, and they Is it on the other side of the street, on the other side of Kiesel? Or is it... I think it's right... It's. I think it's 25th or it's 24th, uh, and it's just uh, east of um, Washington. Yeah, right so, there. Yeah. yeah, so it would be on. It would. There's that little half street there, Kiesel. Yep. yep. I know exactly what was there at one time. Yeah. There was a Hertz rent-a-car business there because my ex-wife, who still works for that same company, wow. that's where she started. And now Hertz has a big, bigger office down on Washington, down on like 28th and Washington or something like that. But that's where there was a. Uh, There was a Hertz rent-a-car franchise there. It's it's got to be the same place because I know they had places to park cars and stuff in there. Yeah. So so they've turned that into a into a venue, huh? Yeah. And so we're holding our 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 annual fundraiser there this year, um, inviting sponsors to come in and sponsor our uh, season of shows for next year. And um, you know you can buy a seat at the theater and Mm -hmm. uh, all that kind of stuff. Buy a seat like you have your name put on. Yeah. 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 So you can buy it for a loved one and have something nice Mm -hmm. engraved on a seat and our in our uh, venue and and yeah, so we're really looking forward to that. It's what kind of uh, entertainment do you have doing this? So for that, we actually brought in the YouTube sensations, the LeBaron family. Um, they're the ones, they, they're they super talented um, family that just one Thanksgiving sang a song from Les Mis, the mm. One Day More from Les Mis, and they're super entertaining. They're, they're all incredibly talented. Are they local? Yeah, they're from Utah, and uh, now they've hit the circuit. You know, they've been on every talk show and all the things, and... Mm-hmm. But uh, so we've got the LeBaron family coming, and then we also have two. We have two of our um, uh, young gals that have been in our shows. Um, one of which was on the national touring cast of School of Rock as the bassist in that mm-hmm. show. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's young. I mean, they're, I think she's twelve. Well, I think somebody told me about this girl. She's a phenomenal performer. Yeah. Yep. And she was your Matilda. Her sister, her younger sister Tori, was our Matilda. <laughs> And her sister, uh, Tori, actually just got back from the national touring cast of Anastasia, where she played young Anastasia. Mm. So, and then uh, Tori, or sorry, not Tori, um, uh, Natalia, the older daughter, she is in San Francisco right now playing Lily Potter in The Cursed Child uh, in the big Harry Potter two-day show that they have. These are these are talented people. Yes. And uh, so they're all part of your fundraiser on the third. If people want to get tickets for that, how do they do that? Uh, Zigarts.com. Zigarts. Z-I-G-A-R-T-S. Yes. Zigarts.com. Sorry, I always get a little hung up. We're Zigfeldtheater.com or Zigarts.com. Yeah, it should. Every time I mention it on the radio, I say Zigfeld theater.com and it's really easier for people to go to zigarts.com Zigfeld is so damn hard to spell it and is I get for, it. I, you know for years I've said until I did this show I've said Zigfeld 
Mm-hmm. It's not field. It's, it's feld. No. It's it's really zeigfeld. Oh, is it's it? Z i e g. It's zeig. So so explain to uh, the audience why you named your theater the Ziegfeld Theater. Uh, I think you and I were talking about this backstage one night, and uh, it's it's funny, really. I mean, you know, learning about Florenz Ziegfeld, uh, he was one of the first impresarios. He um, was indeed an impresario. Uh, you know, in Ziegfeld Follies. Yep, the Ziegfeld Follies, the the ladies with the big hats. Mm-hmm. And um, that was you know, before Broadway musicals, right? Yes, yeah, it was. It was kind of early early 1900s in 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 New York, and it was it was 1928 uh, where uh, Florenz Ziegfeld produced Showboat, which Showboat is kind of I mean you've got the Black Crook, and I don't want to get too nerdy mm-hmm. on my musical theater history, but <laughs> you've got a few other things that kind of play, but. But that show, Showboat, at the Ziegfeld Theater is kind of the stamped beginning of musical theater as we know it. And and so... Did you have any problem? There's still a Ziegfeld Theater in New York City. Yep, there is. Did you... Uh, have you had any problem with... I- Calling your theater the Ziegfeld? I haven't yet. Uh, oddly enough, the biggest problem we have is we get a lot of calls from New York saying, I'm standing outside your building. Where are you? <laughs> um, <laughs> we actually had someone, a volunteer usher that that showed up, you know, two hours early to something at the Ziegfeld Theater in downtown Manhattan and uh, was calling our coordinator wondering where everyone what? was. <laughs> That's a, okay. And, uh, but... Um, no, I haven't. I haven't had any trouble yet. Okay. You know, my, well, I hope you don't. I, I hope I don't too. But no publicity is bad publicity, right? Yeah. So. Yeah, I get. I mean, even if they decided and you had to change your name, it might be worth it in the long run. I know. What you yeah. want to sue this little, like yeah. you know, this little professional theater? Listen, in Utah? it happened. Uh, here's a here's a side story, uh, an Ogden story. There used to be a bar down on Wall Avenue mm. called Wall Street. They called okay, it yeah. Wall Street. The Wall Street, and 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 as and as a matter of fact, back when newspapers were flourishing, uh, I think a lot of people from the Standard Examiner would go there. It was a bar that they went to, and that's why they started. They called it Wall Street. The Wall Street Journal got wind of it and said, "You have to change the name of your bar." What? Yeah, they did, and they and they made them change it. I forget what they changed it to, but they made them change. Now I don't think any money exchange hands. They right. said if you don't change it, will right. money will start playing into it. But I thought, what the what in God's name would the Wall Street <laughs> Journal care? Is somebody going to confuse this little bar with having something to do with the Wall Street? But somebody did point out to me. You know, people might believe that it does have the imp- imp- the stamp of approval of the Wall Street Journal. Sure. That 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 they that it's a place that they recommend that, or something. And that I, would just be horrible. Yeah, I guess it's stupid. Anyway, uh, so no <laughs> problems funny. with no, the name. But the, so you named it Ziegfeld after yeah. Florence Ziegfeld. Yeah, I you know I always loved that name ever since learning about Ziegfeld and and I told my wife you know firstborn son firstborn son's got to be Ziegfeld and uh, that would be a first name. Yeah, Ziegfeld yes, Perry. Yes. I, that'd be cool. I know she big, wouldn't let you do it. Big would she? Z, you yeah. Know? Big hey, Z. Big Z. Yeah, or just people just call him Z or yeah, Zig. Yeah, but people she wouldn't. No, let you she do. would not have it. <laughs> so it finally got degraded to a to a middle name. And then when we were trying, we struggled for months trying to name that place. We went through so many different names, and I finally looked at her and said, "Well, if you let me name it Ziegfeld, then I'll then we don't have to name our kid Ziegfeld." And she she looked at me and said, "Sold." Okay, done. <laughs> and then from then on, that's what it was. 
Uh, so, so uh, you started in what year? Two thousand seven? Did you say? Uh, Two thousand twelve is when we is when we bought the building. Uh, we bought in January, um, and you know we're we're a classic classic startup. When we bought the building, it was a dilapidated old movie theater. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was cold in there. Um, the mice had taken over. Uh, I mean, it was it was crazy. And uh, we went in. We and we just went to work. You know, we tore down the screen, built a stage, um, you know, covered the walls, uh, redid the lobby, just made it ready to be a to be a theater. And mm-hmm. and it was something we did as a, as a true startup. Um, I basically, you know, to kind of kind of bridge the gap of where we were last time. The you know, I had off the wall, and that was going strong. The improv stuff. Yep, mm-hmm. the improv stuff, and uh, and then we saw an opportunity. We were talking about this earlier about uh, I saw an opportunity. A good friend of mine uh, who I just met was Jared Hunt. Uh, he had recently purchased Hunt Murder Mysteries from his dad. His dad was getting old, wanted to retire. And this was something they did at restaurants and things? Yeah, so they do private gigs. I've and never been to one of those. I, it, uh, and I don't really have a desire to yeah, be able to do one of them. But. Yeah, you're good. You're good. <laughs> yeah. I, you know, I, I will say this. Doing them mm. was is so fun. I mean, you, the audience interaction, you're right there in character, making people laugh. and mm-hmm. That's really, really fun, but God, I hate to watch it. Mm-hmm. I just, I just, I can't do it. But um, no offense to those that love it, but yeah. some people love it. But mm-hmm. anyway, so, you know, he, he was kind of in a situation and, and we were prepped and everything was kind of there and he didn't want to run the company anymore. And I looked at him and said, well, you know, maybe I could buy it. And he said, well, maybe. So what did you buy? Um, there's a lot of equipment. Oh, okay. A lot of equipment, uh, you know, sound, lights, that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also, you know, all the scripts, the shows, the formula. There's there's a very distinct formula to how to pull those shows off successfully. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and if everything runs well in the background, then an audience member never realizes that there's... That it's all scripted and yeah. they know exactly where it's going all Exa- the time. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, and and so it was... it was Which is kind of like good improv. Yeah. It really... Yeah is ultimately we have done this so much we know exactly where we're going all the time even though it seems like it's off the wall yeah oh of course Mm -hmm. and uh and yeah so we we bought that company and um we bought that in 2011 august and it was busy season Mm. so we hit the busy season we wrote it strong we were out at uh we were at uh is it spaghetti mamas (laughs) out in uh, west jordan okay no South Jordan. One of the Jordans. Yeah, one of them. And uh, anyway, they quit on us, but that was a whole other mm-hmm. deal. But but basically, you know, we, we hit the busy season and we hit it right. I had a job. I was working full time doing security sales. I was spending 60 hours a week on the road, a thousand miles mm. a week at least, oh, installing security systems. But I was making decent money, which was good because mm-hmm. I needed to fund the these theater. projects. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And and so that was, that was you know, 2011 August, we bought Hunt Mysteries and we made enough ca- capital by December to put a decent offer in on the building. Um, you know, when, when that's really amazing that you were that you able, you're able to own that building too. Yeah, and rather it, than just rent. It, yeah, and you know, and and this is my I guess this is my call to all entrepreneurs and things is is you got to do things the way it's going to work. You yeah. can't just sit and wait for whatever. And no bank in their right mind was going to loan to us. They just weren't going mm-hmm. to. Sure. And 
you know, so we looked at the situation and we knew that it was sitting dormant for a long time. We knew that the guy selling was really motivated. And so we started making friends with the agent Mm -hmm. and the agent had coffee with the owner every week. And so we started having coffee with the agent every week. Talk about it. And, and he was able to convince old man Hoskins, Lenny Hoskins, who had owned the building forever and was so done with it. Yeah. And uh, he was able to convince him that, hey, you ought to sell or finance this building to these kids. Mm -hmm. And we had a decent down payment at the time, and we put together and structured a deal that worked, and we were able to pull the trigger. And so he financed it, and you made payments to him. Exactly. But but then you were able to purchase it just outright, weren't you? Yeah. Yeah, we were able to refinance years later once we had, you know, capital running and different Mm -hmm. things going. But if it weren't for that, if it weren't for all of that, then it... You know, we wouldn't have been able to do it. That's that's just incredible. I think it's a it's just great. Uh, for well, I mean, luck in certain respects. Absolutely. But you made your own luck by the work you did, and I think that's just remarkable. And then once you once you own the building, you can leverage that for more loans for stuff and yep, yep. and get more capital. Yeah, to more keep capital going. Yeah. And uh, it's just you must have a pretty good business manager. <laughs> Is that you? <laughs> Who's your business manager? We actually, uh, you know, after years. And years of struggling uh, because as I said, I got my BS degree in make-believe. Like, I'm not a business no. person. I, I luckily have a business head. I'm very savvy, but mm-hmm. I'm not a business person. And um, luckily, um, Jen Hall is our business manager now. And she is the perfect mix of someone who loves theater, and, Great. but doesn't necessarily want to be on the stage, mm-hmm. doesn't want to necessarily be behind the scenes, but she loves what we do. Mm-hmm. And she is, you know, she's our numbers person. She's the every... It, it's weird, you know. Did you ever come to you and say, Caleb, Caleb, you've got stuff coming due here. Do you realize that? we got to hit this number. <laughs> no. I always look at her and say, hey, we got stuff coming due, right? And she yes. goes, yeah, you do. Don't I go, great. You just take care of that. I'll produce shows. Mm. So it's it's been amazing. She's so, absolutely amazing. So what, what the first season of shows you did for real at the at the Ziegfeld Theater in Ogden, What what? how many shows did you try to do? So we opened in, uh, we were just rushing to get, like I said, I mean, we didn't have Capital, so we were doing all the renovations ourselves. So we were just rushing to get everything done. We opened in June with uh, Dirty Rotten Scoundrels, the the musical. Is that a difficult show to do? I know the movie, but I don't know the musical. Is it a difficult one or um, pretty straightforward? I, all musicals are difficult. I uh, mean, because you don't, you're not doing recorded music, right? You got, you uh, have. Well, a, y- 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 we go back and forth. Actually, oh, do you? Yeah, Rocky but, Horror. We got a live band, but you do use recorded stuff sometimes. Yeah, and so that one, it was recorded. That okay. was definitely a an backing easier track, choice. I guess we'd call it. Mm-hmm. Yep. And uh, you know, oddly enough, right out of Utah, there's there's two of the major national companies that do all of that work. They right. prepare uh, shows for for backing tracks. Yep. They're right here, and they're amazing. It's a, it's a fascinating subgenre of theater. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, yeah, I mean, it, it was a difficult show in that what, what we realized with that show was is that the, the business itself of owning a theater and putting in content and receiving money for the content, right, <laughs> just being a producer in a theater in and of itself didn't really make money. And then at the same time, simultaneously, we learned that just the business of putting on a show, whether you rented a venue or not, let's say you got the venue for free, mm-hmm. putting on a show, paying all the expenses for the show, performing it and selling tickets, you can't make money either. Yeah. Yeah. 
and, so, at, and at the what, same Dick time, has a, what, real quick question, yeah. because in the overhead, I've always been curious how much the rights are to those scripts. Like, are, I mean, is that a large part of the overhead? I'm, Huge. A, I'm guessing it is, Huge. right? To license mm-hmm. all that. Yeah. So, um, and the, and this is a, a bit of a piece we can come to in a in a little bit. Um, you know, we have a wonderful relationship with the Egyptian Theater in Park City, so all of our shows tour there. But rights they base on how many uh, how many average tickets you plan to sell. You know how how much of your house do you plan to fill? What are those ticket prices? And then they go from there. And so, you know, in Ogden, you see our show, we're 19 bucks, right, to see the show. Well, in Park City, you're 35 or 40. Mm-hmm. And so the rights for us to perform in Park City are, are massive, you know. We give you ballpark numbers where we're never less than 10 grand. Uh, well, I asked you, and, you were, and you'll, tell, you'll tell me, right? You'll tell on the interview. I asked you, how much does it cost to put on the Rocky Horror Show when all is said and done, what you're doing? Uh, you, with This is paying the actors, paying the rights, uh, you know, hiring staff and musicians, uh, you know, pay, heating the building, all of that stuff. Uh, you didn't heat the building very well a couple of times I was in there. <laughs> and somebody even said... We're making we're, it work, Somebody though. even said, we're keeping the heat off for another day. Yep. Cause it, cause you it, got to. You got to be creative. And I thought, well, that makes sense to me. Wear a sweater, Bill. Yep. Uh, so uh, $50,000, you said, probably. Yep. 50, 60. That's yep. a lot of money. Yep. And I said, well, how, do, how can you make that up in ticket sales here in, in Ogden? You can't. You can't. That, and this is where this is where you know nonprofit status comes in, um, sponsorship. I mean, we have we have amazing people in this in this Utah community that support theater. Mm-hmm. You know, and um, and we're working on getting some of them to support us. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, and you know, it, you, you talk to the Eccles every kid now and then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you know, know just rub shoulders. I know we talked once before, but look, uh, listen, <laughs> don't listen. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, um, you know that that's where. It comes in because we have our ticket sales and then you know we we co-produce with the egyptian theater in park city and that that they pay you to bring the show there and that helps and that really does help and that's it's a wonderful relationship we absolutely it's so fun and i think that's great too because it'll tell you the the caliber of these performances these productions the egyptian theater in park city is not going to be laying out you know chopped liver right to to the people who want to go to the theater up there they won't stand for it well they have the village people one week Weekend, right. And then we open the next weekend, you know. Yeah. It's kind of, it's, you know. It's all over the place, but yeah. but they, they're they they're expecting to see quality performances. Yes. Yeah. And, uh, but yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting that the business of it and the way that it works or doesn't work is, is really interesting. And, and, and rights do come into play. And one of the things we do to give ourselves kind of a bereavement period is our, our old artistic director who still sits on our board, Rick Ray, he's, he's now in New York. Um, I could go into a lot of detail on what he's doing, but basically in five years, he'll be the next Lin-Manuel Miranda. Like he's, he's writing, he's, he's in front of the right people. He's winning the right awards and the, in the right arenas. Mm -hmm. Uh, but before he left us, he wrote a, a show for us called Fairly Potter Christmas Carol. And so it's your traditional parody. It's crazy. It's fun. But he wrote all original music. Um, and then he he scored it all as well mm-hmm. and everything. And so 
and more or less now he does it as a favor back to us and so it's one show a year I don't have to pay rights on and you sell it it and really sell, sell the hell it, out of it yeah and it sells like crazy because it's such a fun show mm-hmm. everybody wants to it's a great family tradition you know and that's another thing uh, you know we do some shows that aren't for kids aren't for families well, like Rocky Horror well I was going to ask you about that now are, are, are you it, Rocky Horror uh, is very adult mm-hmm. uh, have you done things that are as that that are as that adult yeah cabaret was really Mm -hmm. yeah you know um similar thing i I think anytime you get a shadow sex scene in a show you're pushing it (laughs) yeah um (laughs) even when it's a comic sex (laughs) shadow sex scene would you like it like this or this (laughs) when is shadow sex never comical Mm -hmm. but uh (laughs) yeah that's true (laughs) but uh, but yeah it's uh yeah, it's interesting. Are you afraid? You're, are you afraid of jeopardizing your? <laughs> no, uh, no. Uh, you know, it very early on we ran into we ran into issues, and and what I discovered very quickly, and kind of the rule I live by now is that there's no gray. We can we we are either black or white in what we do there. Mm-hmm. It's either bring the family or do not Mm -hmm. and the minute that we start playing with a grayscale is when we get into trouble and uh, you know for instance talk about um, our first show we ever did Dirty Rotten Scoundrels well one of our pieces one of my mission things is mission statement things is I'm not going to edit shows I'm just not going to good for you I don't I don't think it's ethical I mean there Mm -hmm. we could talk about this all day you can occasionally write and get permission to change a word here or there you don't want to be the vid angel of theater the exactly It's not, it's not my business. It's not my art. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm paying to do your art, so let me present it the way you wrote mm-hmm. it. And if you don't want to do, do that, then pick something else. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And and so, you know, when we did Dirty Rotten Scoundrels the first time, we didn't edit, and uh, that was great. There's one F word in that show. Mm-hmm. They did they did allow us, to, with permission, to switch it out. So mm-hmm. we switched it out for Ogden, but not for Park City. <laughs> um, but and uh, People say fuck in Ogden way more than they say it in Park City. I know. City, I'll bet I, you. know <laughs> I know. I know. But anyway. <laughs> Fuckers in Ogden. <laughs> They're all down at the Wall Street bar just yeah. getting shit faced saying fuck all the time. That's right. I love it. Yeah. But yeah, they, um, you know, and so the second time around, we, we remounted that show. We did it again five years later. Mm-hmm. And again, we didn't edit anything. And we marketed it as, you know, a, a show with mild language or whatever. Well, we marketed it gray, is what happened. Mm-hmm. I went gray with it. And we got letter after letter after letter. And so many people offended. Mm-hmm. And I and that's kind of when I looked at it and said, okay, we're either doing a show that's got all the naughty in it mm-hmm. or it has none. Mm-hmm. And so that's kind of the rules we live by. And mm-hmm. so, I mean, next year we've got Best Little Whorehouse in Texas is on our radar. And then we follow it with Joseph. Like, <laughs> what the hell is that about? But, yeah. but what we're trying to do is provide, like you say, we are mainstream, quote mm-hmm. unquote, as in we do musical theaters mostly. Mm-hmm. It's what Hale's doing. It's what Centerpoint's doing. It's what these big theater companies are doing. But I'm not going to sit and have a rotation of Guys and Dolls, Joseph, mm-hmm. and, you know, all these shows. And uh, what was the one they always... Uh, Seven Brides. Oh, and then there, what's the one, uh, pla- Plaid, something... Forever, forever plaid. plaid. people. Oh, my you God, know. my wife hates that show. Oh. You have no idea. Man, it used to be you couldn't you you couldn't go to a theater without it. They're doing forever plaid at some time you or know. another. And so, you know, we, we decided, we said, well, is there a way that we can work? Can we... There's an underserved community in mm-hmm. Ogden of people that want... 
they want a professional they want a professional theater to go to they want to get they want to get what they're getting at Hale, mm-hmm. but with maybe, you know, maybe a little dodgier content, a, a little mm-hmm. racier, maybe content that will make you think about things. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I remember we did Next to Normal, which is an unbelievable Broadway musical. Yeah, I just know basically about that show. It's pretty adult, I know. Yes, it's, it has a lot of language in it and things mm-hmm. like that. But what we found was a lot of those people that are typically uh, put off by that content loved that show mm-hmm. because the message outweighs the mm-hmm. naughty right yeah. and 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 for us it's like either either we're doing naughty to have fun and to be body like, like rocky we, like rocky or we're gonna do a show that is impactful and means something to us mm-hmm. that happens to be told in a way that might not be suitable for everybody to watch and that's okay come, um, to, come to the next show yeah, yeah we're uh, we're kind of running out of time um, uh, it, it, you do you have some vision for the future of, uh, of of where you want to go even more than this. I mean, I mean, right now you're in a pretty good groove, and you could stay there for a long time and build on it and make it even more solid. But is there some place that the Ziegfeld Theater wants to go beyond this? Yeah, our I should point out we haven't even touched on it. You have a great. Uh, I know you have a big kids academy oh, and wow, do children's yeah. shows, and and you have you have a not just the theater there in Ogden, but you have a, a training facility that's really nice and a rehearsals facility and and, and you that, know, all of that that's that's a big deal to keep the theater going really the the end goal and as we touched on some of these points the end goal is to have a a conservatory for the arts with a uh, equity house there that's and, what yeah and and with some of the contacts and things we're making in new york right now with rick and and things is you know i i know that rick's going to have a musical soon and i want to be in a position where his musical that is headed to broadway can come Come and be at the Do a try out there. Yep. That would be pretty neat. And that's kind of what, you know, what we're looking for. And and like you say, we do have a very, very robust uh, uh, kids program. We have a 9,000 square foot facility where we we rehearse our shows and train train the next generation of talent. I I would so much rather home grow my my actors because we have so much talent here Mm -hmm. and we get them in the programs at six years old. And, you know, now we're old enough to where those people are popping out of those programs now on the adult end mm-hmm. and they're some of our most talented actors so they've been doing it they know our processes and you know our goal is really train them up get them out there get the experience they need on our main stage and get them off to Broadway get them off to wherever else they're gonna go mm-hmm. but to be this launching pad for them and and that's really what we're looking at you know last last year we had 800 kids come through our program Jeez. and now this is a, this is a revenue source as well I of mean course. They, they, of course. their parents pay for them to come there and take yep. classes and that's great yep and and the thing that I love about it though is I'm there are a lot of other kids programs around and I won't I won't name names but by the time you get as a parent dragged to their performance mm-hmm. you may as well be at the primary program like mm-hmm. seriously yeah. and that is exactly what we do not do mm-hmm. i mean we have full blown sets lights costumes props these kids are on stage doing a real show mm-hmm. on our main stage you know mm-hmm. on our stage and and it's amazing and the quality and the talent that comes out it it blows me away it's one of the most emotional things that uh, we take part of there mm-hmm. because of um, sorry, I'm getting a little emotional, but uh, 
<laughs> Sorry. Because I grew up in theater. Yeah. Like, I get it. Yeah. I know. Like, and, you know, luckily, I, I wasn't a depressed kid. Depression came later in life for me. Thank you. But, um, but if I, I like, I, ha- I always had, I was always going somewhere to do a show. I was always an important cog in a bigger mm-hmm. wheel. And it was, that's, that's, that made you a, uh, uh, that, I mean, that you escaped a lot of problems as a kid because of that. Yeah. Absolutely. And, and, you know, as, as kids come through our program and as I get to know them and their stories and, and their families, I'm just, I'm absolutely blown away and, you know, privileged by the stories we hear and the things. So, Caleb, we got to wrap it up. Um, let's just say uh, Rocky Horror continues in Ogden uh, through the uh, weekends in October, moves to Park City for a couple of weekends at the beginning, the first two weekends or second? Yeah, so we're, we close second, the third? second. At, and we close uh, uh, well, huh. November 2nd at the Zig, and then we open the following weekend for two weekends, yeah. Yeah, at, in Park City at the Egyptian Theater. I don't know how ticket sales are going there, but if you want to see it at the Egyptian, uh, that's, you know. It's uh, Park, parkcityshows.com is their website. Mm-hmm. Tickets um, are going very well for the Ogden shows, I know. How about the mid... There's, so we're doing a midnight yeah, show. We have two midnight shows for this one. I'm doing, uh, I'm doing that on uh, the final Saturday in October. I'm doing the 7.30 show and the midnight show. Oh, wow. Is, is anybody coming to the midnight show? <laughs> <laughs> Ticket sales could use some work. Okay, uh, well. We're hoping to get, you know, I'm hoping that you get sloshed at a bar at at the at the Wall Street, sure. and then uh, and then come on over and, and enjoy the show. I'm, those shows are going to be they're going to be pretty wild. Zigarts.com, you can buy tickets there. Uh, you can get two dollars off if you use a promo code Rocky Bill. Mm-hmm. And and Bill, I should say for your listeners, yep. we're coming up with a long-standing uh, promo code uh, for your listeners to always get two dollars off to our shows. Oh, that's um, nice. I I will get that code to you. Okay, I'll, I'll know what it is soon. It, yep. It's called yes. Heckler. Yeah, just just make it Heckler. And, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, Caleb Perry, impresario of the Ziegfeld Theater, along with the I wonder what the female equivalent of impresario is. Empresaris. Empresaris. It has uh, to your, be. Your yeah. wife, uh, yeah. Morgan, yeah. Uh, the owners of the Ziegfeld Theater, and uh, thanks for... Uh, it's been a pleasure getting to know you, and thanks for Quite taking likewise. some time with us. Thank you. I appreciate it. That's it. Uh, thank you, Dick Clark, for producing the show. Thanks for uh, The Daily for hosting us here and letting us take up some table space. Uh, it's uh, been always a pleasure to be here and enjoy sandwiches and coffee and stuff at The Daily, 222 South Main Street in downtown Salt Lake City. Uh, remember, ladies and gentlemen... If you're pouring drinks and I'm anywhere in the vicinity, call me over and then make me a double.